Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, Convention of State supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host for this episode. Unfortunately, Rita couldn't join us. She's not feeling too well, so please be praying for her. Um, let us know where you are tuning in from. What state are you joining us? Comment below. We'd love to hear from you. And while you're at it, send out a rumble, a retweet, or a share, wherever you're getting your buzz, wherever you're tuning in. Get this message out about an Article 5 Convention of States. It's the secret weapon that the founders gifted to us, and we need to share as, as we need to share this message with as many people as possible so that we can call the very first Article 5 Convention of States. We have a great program lined up for you as liberty-loving Americans grapple with the growing overreach from the federal government. Hundreds of state legislators gathered together for a special conference. Our own Rick Santorum, who's the senior advisor for Convention of States, was at this conference, and he had a powerful speech. The room was quiet, so quiet that you could hear a pin drop, and it was absolutely memorable. We're going to be sharing this speech with you in just a moment. We have our latest edition of COS Field Reports featuring a report from Shanna and Marty in Idaho. Don't want to miss that. And of course, we have our Article 5 Trivia Giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thanks, Andrew. I understand you're flying solo. Thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. And I will jump right into our Article 5 trivia for the day because it's going to be so much fun. First thing I want to do is I want to point out that I've got a shirt here, a come and make me shirt. And I'll tell you, I wear this shirt a lot because first of all, I'm going to give one away to you guys. If you're the one who gets this trivia question, this is not going to be a gimme kind of question. You're going to have to put on your thinking cap, maybe even do a little bit of research online. Here's a little hint that you can figure it out. I'll give you enough of a hint during the question. So maybe you can win because you want that shirt because there's so many people that walk around wearing masks when they didn't need to, that go around getting vaccines. And there are people that believe the vaccine thing is happening and that's awesome. They should get them. There's people that don't really want them and it's really a choice that all of us should be making. And enough said on that. We've got a shirt. If you don't win it, of course, go to shopconventionofstates.com. Go to our store. Don't forget to pick up one of our cool Christmas ornaments, too, while you're there. We're almost out of those things. But in either case, I'm going to jump on to our question. And uh, I also want to share that I'm really eager to see the rest of the show because I was at Alec. I got to see what you're going to see, but I saw it live with Senator Rick Santorum, who's turning out to be an amazing heart of Convention of States. One of the reasons is because of the way he can communicate with legislators truly as a peer, people that have tremendous respect for him and they listen to what he says. This is a very, very powerful, powerful speech. You're going to want to hear it. It'll give you the strength in your heart to be able to speak this way to your legislators. Because remember, they work for us, not the other way around. But in either case, it's time to jump into our Article 5 trivia question for the day. And this is at the heart of Article 5, but it's not going to be an easy question. Here it is. The anniversary of this founding father's birth is this Saturday, December 11th. 
1725 is when he was born. He was from Virginia. And stay tuned afterwards for the answer to this one. Like I said, it's not that easy, but you should be able to look it up if you can't find it. But I doubt too many of you know this off the top of your head. I sure didn't. Anyway, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Andrew, and I'll be back at the end of the show. Thanks, Mike. Next, we have another edition of our COS Field Reports. This time, we're going to be listening in to um, Shanna and Marty from Idaho. Uh, they have a great report, some videography footage that we have. So I'm going to send it over to you, Shanna and Marty. are at the Lewiston Fairground Gun Show in Lewiston, Idaho, and we're, and we're gonna talk to her for a minute. Hi, Shauna. Why are you here on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, slaving away here, getting petitions? Well, I don't know if it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I haven't been out since before, well, since about seven. Seven this morning? Seven this morning. Oh my gosh. Short nine. Um, I'm here because we've got to fight for our Constitution, we've got to fight for our America, and the word needs to get out, and this is where you do it, at a gun show. There's All right. Okay. And where and where's your stack of petitions that you got here today? There they are over here. Right over They're here. They're there. On the clipboard. Sweet. And I've given away oh, about 50, 60 of the cards, the mentioned state cards that we have. Oh my gosh. We're gonna go do research online, and I they're pretty much wearing out all of my supplies. Well, we like it. We, we like it. That's a good problem to have. It is a good problem. Well, Shana, we greatly appreciate you doing this today. And uh, you're going to uh, be doing this tomorrow, too. Is that right? Yes, I am. But I will have people with me tomorrow. Okay, good deal. So I'm excited. All right. My team's going to be here. Well, thank you again, Shana. Wonderful conversations with people, handing out so many cards. Um, hopefully, they'll all turn into supporting. Which would be awesome because you know fighting for this country is the most important thing we can do. Anyway, I'm going to sign off now. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Shanna. In lieu of a, of a guest, we are going to share with you a speech from Senator Rick Santorum at uh, a conference where there was a gathering of state legislators. Um, as you may know, a convention is not called through Congress, but it's state legislators who are going to help call the very first Article 5 convention by passing the COS resolution within their state legislatures. Uh, Senator Rick Santorum gave a very powerful message, a very powerful speech to these legislators at this uh, legislative conference. Uh, the message was that we need to act now. The time is now. The time is not tomorrow. It's not time to wait around and just let someone else do the job. It's, it's now. And he spoke very passionately to these state legislators. So we are going to share with you his entire speech. Let the video roll. I mean, he has worked tirelessly to make sure your liberties are guarded in the states where they belong. Because of his work, Utah has passed. Utah passed an application for the article, an Article 5 convention. We're very proud of that. Encourage everyone to consider that also. So please join me in welcoming our next speaker, President of uh, Convention of the State, CEO, President Mark Meckler. Thank you guys. Welcome. Glad to be here at ALEC. It was literally back in 2014, the launch of the Convention of States project took place here at ALEC. Mark Levin spoke for us. It was an incredible, heady event. Uh, I expected that within probably by 2016, we would have called the convention. By 17, we would have approved all the amendments and the country would be fixed. 
You can tell I might have been a little bit naive back then. I got a lot of scars since then, a lot more wisdom since then, and part of it, a big part of it, comes from leading a grassroots organization that has grassroots participants in all 50 states. You might have noticed the photos flashing by on the screen up here, over 5 million people now participating in Convention of States, grassroots activists literally in every single state legislative district in the United States of America. Pretty extraordinary that all these people have stepped up into this cause, and the reason they've stepped up into this cause is because they know inherently what all of you in this room know, which is that the country is at stake. Washington, D.C. has failed us, and under no circumstances, regardless of who we elect, and we should continue to do everything we can to elect people we believe in, but under no circumstances will they fix Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. has grown out of control under every administration in American history, with the exception of the Coolidge administration. So it is going to be up to the grassroots in America and them acting through you, the state legislatures, to fix this country. That's how the founders designed it. Another reason that I've garnered wisdom as I've traveled around this country is I've had a chance to meet people who are important people in American history, great people, good people, and one of those people is the man I'm about to introduce. You know, people work their way up through the system. Senator Rick Santorum started as the chief of staff, his first political job, chief of staff in a state legislature for a state senator. So he knows the job. He knows what you guys do. He was elected to Congress. He became a senator. You might know him. A lot of us know him as a presidential candidate. I've come to know Rick Santorum as a friend and a man. And I'll tell you, you get to meet good men and great men in your lifetime. It is rare, in my opinion, to meet a good, great man. Someone who has incredible achievements on their resume, somebody who has achieved national and international notoriety, but when you sit down at a table with them and you hang out, you realize where their heart's at and you realize, I am sitting with a truly good person. Rick is a great man, more importantly, he is a truly good person, and he is the senior advisor to the Convention of States Project. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce Senator Rick Santorum. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the young picture there. That's very nice. Uh, uh, thank you so much. It is really an honor to be back here at ALEC, and I, 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 I want to share with you that uh, you know, I'm a, I was a legislator. I've never been an executive, I've been a legislator, and so by nature, when someone comes up to me and says, I have the grand big idea, you're a legislator. You don't pass grand big ideas. I mean, it's just not how it works, right? You, you, you do incremental changes. That's, that's how the process works. And so when someone comes up to me and says, this is this big idea, you say, yeah, not, yeah, well, never gonna happen in America. That's generally the, 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 the response, I think, most legislators would give when, when, uh, when presented with that idea. That was my response. And so several years ago when it was presented to me, I was running for president again, uh, unfortunately against Donald Trump in, that, in this case. Uh, it was presented to me and I sort of said, you know, it's probably not in the cards. And, and I know you've had speakers up here saying that, saying, you know, hey, maybe a good idea, but you know, can't see how it's gonna work, all these kind of things. And that's how I was. Uh, until I got fired from CNN, and, and so I'm, I'm actually proud of that now, given, given the fact that, thank you. Um, and Mark Meckler came up to me and said, hey, I've got this thing. Yeah, I've heard about this. I'm not really sure. And you know why? Because I really didn't take the time to understand it. And, and, and so I want to give you just a, my journey 
of, of why I'm staying up here and saying to you as legislators, skeptics all, why this is really a big idea that's actually possible. Why? Because it comes from our founders. Article, you hear Article 5 convention, what does that mean? Well, there are two ways to amend the convention. One, I mean, amend the Constitution. One is the Congress, that's how we've always done it. And the other way is we've never done it. Why do we never do it? Because we never felt the need to do it. Never felt the pressing need that Washington has become so big, so powerful, and the, and the movement toward authoritarianism has never been so clear as we are today. And you can say, well, we're going to have a good election in 2022. Yeah, we thought that in 2012. We thought that in 1994. Yeah, we'll have a good election. But the movement is inexorable. Why? Because every institution in America is against us. Everyone. Higher education, lower education, the news media, Hollywood. Everybody is against us. The founders anticipated this. They said, George Mason came in and said, look, there may be a time when Washington gets rid of federalism, starts to accumulate power because that's how these big central governments tend to work. And so we're going to provide a mechanism for the people through you, the state legislature, to save America and restore the balance of power and federalism that made us the greatest country in the history of the world. So I say to you as, state, as Republican state legislators, that you actually have the key. I have so many people come up to me and say, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Things are so bad. There's just no answer. This is the answer. And it was presented to us by the founders. I thought this was a crazy idea. And then I started looking up the constitutional law. Rob Nadelson is here. If you've never read the book or the law of Article 5, read it. If you have any questions, they'll all be answered. And you will be convinced. I was. And I'm a skeptic. This is the answer, and it is possible. You know this. You need 34 states to pass the Convention of States resolution. Say, oh, that's impossible. It's too many. No. We have 31 states controlled by Republicans right now. You don't need the governor to sign this, as you know. So 31 states control, are controlled by Republicans. We have Virginia coming up in a couple years. We're going to win back Virginia. I live in Virginia. We're going to win back Virginia. That's 32. I think we can win Minnesota back. Let's, again, we got one, one house, we can win the other. One more state. One more state, and then you take this grenade and you pull the pin. Got a live piece of ammo in your hands. 34 states, if every Republican legislator votes for this, we have a constitutional convention. A constitutional convention, again, read the book, that is controlled by the resolution that you all will pass, limited to limiting the power of the federal government. Think about that. A constitutional convention whose sole purpose is to limit the power of the federal government and all 50 states participate and get to vote on proposing amendments to the Constitution to be sent to the states and have the state legislature ratify them. You say, oh, it's, you know, I heard, you know, Newt the other day saying, you know, oh, this is, you know, the, no, I love Newt. Newt and I, I was a Newtonian when I came to Congress. We worked together on the contract with America. I wrote the welfare provision of the contract with America. Newt and I ran for president against each other. I've known Newt for years. And Newt's a legislator. Very skeptical of big ideas. 
Although Newt has one every 20 seconds. <laughs> but this isn't Newt's idea. And if you know Newt, that's a problem. So I understand what Newt said. God bless him, I love him. America's a better country because he's been there and because he's still here. But he's wrong on this one. And anybody who takes a serious look at this, and I would say to any of you who are skeptics out there, it's because you haven't looked at it. I can say that with 100% confidence. It's because you haven't studied it. This is possible. This isn't something that can happen 10 years from now. This didn't happen in two years, right at the time when our country needs it the most. We had a huge win, I think, yesterday in the United States Supreme Court. How did that happen? It happened because for the last, in my opinion, 25 years, people in the pro-life movement did the blocking and tackling necessary for this, to ha for this day to come. No one. No one, five years ago, three years ago, uh, maybe three, five years ago would have said that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. No one in this room, no one. And I believe it's gonna happen in June. Now that's a big load on all of your shoulders because now, now the grenade is in your hands. But how did it happen? Because people didn't give up. They had every reason to give up. Every reason. Every institution was against us. You were ridiculed and vilified. I know. I was one of those warriors out there taking the arrows in the front and the back. And every... <laughs> but we kept fighting. Why? Because we knew it was important. We knew that America can never be a great country if we don't respect life, everything is poisoned from that root. America cannot be a great country. We'll never be successful going forward unless we restore federalism. Federalism, where people can, I, I was on Good Morning San Diego this morning, and I talked about he, the, the, the person they were talking about, all the people leaving California, I said, yeah, that's how federalism works. We're united by a certain set of goals and principles that we can all agree on. That's not as much the case anymore, but it used to be. Like, we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. And we're for equality of opportunity. All those basic things that we all agreed to. But each state was different. Each community was different. And we were okay with that. We didn't need someone in Washington to tell us everybody has to believe the same thing. That's, that's destructive of this country. This country works because we allow differences. We allow people to move to where they feel most comfortable. If you don't want to pay taxes, move to Texas or Tennessee or South Dakota, right? You don't want to pay income taxes, go. That's okay. As long as we all agree on the general principles that unite us. Our founders understood that when they were drafting the Constitution. They celebrated the individuality of the states and communities. We need to get back to that, but we can't. We can't unless we change the structure. Washington is not going to fix Washington. Guaranteed. I've been there, I know it, it won't work. Don't ask them to fix anything. They are afraid. 
mostly of you and the people of this country anymore. You have to do it. Think about this. As state legislatures, you have the ability to change, do more to change Washington, D.C. than any member of Congress or even the president. Think about that. Think about the opportunity you have right now, right now, to do something about that at a time when hope is so remote. People are losing hope. They feel powerless. This is the opportunity the founders gave you, state legislators. They gave you the power to fix this country. With all due respect, how dare you not try? How dare you, in the face of what's going on in this country, and you all know in your guts, are just ruinous of this great country. How dare that you, who have the opportunity to use what the founders gave you, entrusted you as the failsafe. You are the last line. I know many of you have done it, and I know many of you are on board. Maybe all of you are. But we got to get this done. Not 10 years from now, now. Give people hope. Give people a channel to take that energy, anger. You see it all over the place, the division. Give them a cause to unite behind, to get excited about that yes, they can make a difference. Not in Washington. We don't need Washington. We got Pierre. We got Montpelier. We got Albany. Got Harrisburg. They can change things. Just like our founders intended. God bless you. Well, I hope you were as inspired by that speech as I was. We have to go now to our Article 5 trivia answer. So, Mike, back to you. Thanks, Andrew. And I sure hope you enjoyed seeing that speech and watching our show as much as I always do. And now I want to get back to our Article 5 trivia question and remember that the winner is going to get one of these come and make me t-shirts. Of course, it has the COS neck label. It has the sleeves are already printed with the American flag. Who doesn't want an American flag? It's got the COS logo on one side. You're definitely going to want to win that shirt. Maybe you already did. Or you're going to want to go to shopconventionestates.com and get your own if you happen to know, or if you don't know, the anniversary of this founding father's birth was this, or is this Saturday, December 11th, 1725 is his birthday. He was from Virginia, of course. And the answer is the father of Article 5, who many of us know that way. His name is Colonel George Mason. He was born December 11th, 1725. And he did pay an absolutely pivotal role in the crafting of our founding documents including as a Virginia delegate to the Philadelphia Convention in 1787. One of the interesting things about George Mason is he was actually an early objector to Article 5. 
And the reason is because he thought no amendments of the proper kind would ever be obtained by the people if the government became oppressive, which he verily believed to be the case. And he's responsible for getting the second part of Article 5 put into the Constitution, which was put together or accepted with no debate. And it was the only provision added to the Constitution that was unanimous because this clause allows the people to make it happen. And Mr. Morris, Mr. Jerry introduced this alternative way to propose amendments, and it was unanimously adopted. Anyway, so now this is what Article 5 says. It's relatively short, relatively simple, and it's worth hearing because we want to truly understand what we're talking about comes right from the Constitution. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states. And that's simply what it says. Mason didn't end up signing the Constitution due to its lack of a Bill of Rights. How can you hold him against that? And failure to abolish slavery. But he was probably the most influential person on the federal structure outside of James Madison. In fact, in order to propose a federal Bill of Rights, Madison would pretty much copy the Virginia Declaration of Rights, which George Mason authored. Mason was a reluctant statesman. He suffered several physical ailments and personal tragedies in his life, and he made it known he would rather be on his farm than involve himself in public affairs. But when his country needed him most, he answered the call. The future of the country now depends on invoking his handiwork. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Article 5 trivia moment, and now I'll turn it back to you, Andrew, to wrap up the show. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. The framers knew that we would be in this position right now. They knew that there would be runaway debt, an out-of-control Congress, vaccine mandates, a federal government that was willing to uh, just steamroll our rights and run roughshod over we the people. If you want to make a difference, if you want to get involved in the fight for liberty, if you want to do more than just sitting on the couch and throwing shoes at the TV, if you want to make a difference in restoring the republic, join us. Get in this fight. Go to conventionofstates.com. Go to the Take Action page and look through the various volunteer positions that we have. We're going to equip you with the tools necessary to be an amazing volunteer. We'll use the skills that you have, and then we will... We will position you to be in the fight for liberty, to make a real tangible difference. No more just sitting on the sidelines. It's time to get involved in this fight. So after you've gone to the Take Action page, make sure that you're also following us on all the social media platforms where we are at. We're on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, Instagram, and we're, we recently joined TikTok as well. So wherever you get your social media buzz, make sure that you are following us, liking, and sharing content. Again, we have to get the message out about Article 5. No better way to do that than liking and sharing COS content. 
You can listen to this program and other historic legacy content on our new podcast. Just search Convention of States on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, or Audible. Leave us a five-star review because that's how we grow the show. Uh, you can also text START to 54555 if you want to bypass big tech, but you still want to get important COS messages and you want to stay in the know with what's going on uh, relating to Convention of States. Again, text START to 54555. Make sure that you check out the battle cry uh, on Sunday nights with COS co-founder and president Mark Meckler. It's on at 8 p.m. Eastern time every Sunday. And we'll see you next Tuesday for another edition of Facebook Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, thank you for watching. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionalstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.